Hello, everyone, and welcome to our session podcast. Today, we are joined by our chair of NV1. Welcome, Lazarus. Uh, good to have you. So can you briefly tell us what can your you topic is about? is about uh, video game video game addiction uh, where we basically look at the two sides of the spectrum one being how we can prevent uh, the occurrence of uh, video game addiction and how we can use uh, video games as a form of uh, supporting learning and in education that is quite interesting um so have you noticed in your research is compulsive gaming like any other addiction uh, video gaming addiction is like any other addiction um uh, same as uh smoking addiction drug addiction alcohol addiction it all comes down to the individual uh feeling good about playing video games and persistently plays video games but it reaches to the point that it's they're, they're so obsessed with the feeling of, you know, with, with the nice feelings of playing uh, them that it ends up uh, being a priority of everything else and uh, ultimately becomes addictive. So on one side, we have some severe dangers of compulsive gaming, but you also mentioned some research that shows benefit of video games. What do you think, how can we fully utilize these benefits without creating a predisposition for compulsive gaming? Really good question. Thanks for asking. Um, I think it all comes down to uh, not just the individual, but the people around us trying to maintain a balance. How, uh, first of all, awareness of the existence of, of this condition so people are more mindful in playing uh, video games and uh, when it comes to people to younger individuals it it all comes down to the parents how 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 long how much they will supervise their children's time playing video games um, you know overdoing something you know other than uh, playing video games to prevent uh, the um, prevalence of, you know, the, 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 the addictive um, behavior. Um, and by finding this balance and this kind of low key control, you're able to, yes, utilize uh, games to their fullest potential, in my opinion. So you think that it's mostly up to the parents to sort of put a boundary to this gaming before it comes a, a compulsive gaming? Uh, parents, uh, teachers, uh, the government in terms of how much they want to raise awareness about the both sides of the spectrum and kind of create this, you know, time um, framework on how they can uh, balance the two. It's, it's not just the parents, it's, it's pretty much everyone from both an individual and an and, and, and environmental uh, perspective. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I was also wondering, and I'm really um, looking forward to hearing your opinion. To what extent do you think can the European Union influence this problem? Um, well, pretty much like any other 
um, addiction, uh, how they can the EU influence this problem is by creating an action plan on of the goals they want to achieve by a certain time frame on um, the topic at hand that is gaming addiction. With in this introduction, alcohol addiction that the EU has set uh, an action plan and some um, act and some working frames on how they can tackle this two types of addiction. Well, they haven't done that on uh, video game addiction yet. For now, what they did is they basically gave the, all of the responsibilities to the member states to tackle this issue. However, some of the member states do not find it a priority, therefore you ending up with uh, basically inactivity and, you know, video games becoming more and more addictive. To some extent, they can influence the problem by essentially reducing um, a video game addiction and also, to, to some extent, increasing the, its utilization in education. Mm -hmm. And this brings us to my last question. So if the European Union does something about, you know, video gaming, do you see the possibility of people viewing this influence of this problem as a invasion of their leisure time and thus imposing some more restrictions to their everyday life? I'd say not at all. I mean, uh... Uh, take, for example, I don't know, uh, smoking, how the EU set so many restrictions, increased prices, added those um, grotesque images on the smoking packages, and that didn't, you know, interfere with people, you know, stopping smoking, unfortunately. So I don't think it will also affect um, video games as well. well. I mean, potentially there will be this part of the population that will overreact to the existence of video games because currently video games are not being seen in the best of light because uh, we should research or there is this conception that some of these video games leads to violent behavior or antisocial behavior even though um it is factually incorrect but people are not fully um knowledgeable or the I don't think overall and in general, I don't think the EU's influence will have a problem on uh, using video games as um, in a form of leisure. Thank you so much for giving us some more insight into this topic. Um, what your topic is very interesting and I'm really looking forward to seeing what you and your delegates do with it. And again, thank you so much for taking out the time. Uh, well, thank you for taking your time to, you know, interview me.